Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the last episode of the year of the Portugal podcast, The Cunties. But before yeah, we get into yeah. everything, I'm Tom and Treads. This is Jay. Shaky Jay. You were doing so well and then you... Yeah, I was and I fucked up Jay right at the end. Jay. I'm not, I'm not in getting introduced like Bond. Bond, Name's Jay's Jay. Bond. Shaky Jay. It's like, yeah, yeah, it does not have the same amount of gravitas to it. Um, it was a nice try, and I'm trying to cover for your fuck-up, but no, no, no. You, you definitely <laughs> fucked up. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, hey, everyone. It's the last one of the year, isn't it, Tom? It is, Our, um, it is. It's... Awards. Like, all through the year, we generally say a cunt of the week. It was more just an ongoing, just little joke that just kept recurring, and then it's like, oh, well, may as well do an award ceremony for some moments. So um, before we do that, though, I am going to be having a rant, but um, I'll quickly go over what the country's involved. We've got five categories, and it's all based around celebrity. Well, six categories. We've got one no, non five categories based around celebrity, and then one non-celebrity category. Yeah. So we had the shit cunt, which is like the person who just made us the most angry, shitted us off, all that jazz. I've got a few um, nominees. Oh, we've got plenty of nominees, I think, between the two of us. <laughs> Uh, the sick cunt, so someone who's just awesome, like you just love everything you hear about them, they're just positive. There's the sad cunt, so the saddest moment for each of us through the year involving, once again, celebrities. Um, then we had the funny, funny cunt. cunt, the funny cunt, which is like just the funniest celebrity, the one that we've just had the most laughs at. And then the last one was the surprise cunt, like the surprising moment of celebrity moment of the year. Yeah. Um, and this is all based on our own personal stuff, stuff that we like. So if you think of a celebrity that's more surprising, more sad, more of a shit cunt, any of that, um, let us know. We're happy, as we've said, we're happy to hear from it. We would like to hear from some people eventually. Um, <laughs> it, it'd be nice. Um, and for but, our American listeners, because apparently, according to our analytics, we're listening to more in America than we are in Australia. But... Uh, the C-bomb in Australia, the cunt word, is an endearing term. If someone in Australia calls you a cunt, oi, cunt, that's a good thing. But yeah, they say, oi, um, mate, they want to break your nose. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Australia is the only place where you refer to people you love by cunt and people you hate by mate. It's like, if someone comes up and says, mate, what's, what's the go? That's angry. Yeah. Like, also, the thing with the word cunt in Australia... And I do love it as well. I used to hate it, but I've, it's really grown on me. Um, <laughs> not because I've transitioned or anything and actually grown one or anything. But, um, it's funny. Cunt really grew on me too. That's why I have two yeah. kids. Yeah. Well, it didn't really grow <laughs> on you. It more ground on you. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, with the word cunt as well, it is based also depending on what comes before it. Like if you call someone a sick cunt, they're awesome. You call them a shit cunt, that's a bad thing to be called. Like shit yeah. cunt's it's all about the preface and the attitude behind yeah. it. We've nuanced the word cunt. Yeah. Like, shit cunt in Australia is pretty much the equivalent of calling someone a commie in America. <laughs> or a, uh, depending where you are in America, either a Republican or a Democrat. Yeah, yeah. I tried to avoid that one. I just tried to go straight for commie because, <laughs> like, I've just seen so many Americans get angry at it. Even left-wing Americans who aren't communists and are socialist, they get called a commie and they get upset by it because it's not what they are. It's just, yeah. yeah. 
But in theory, communism works. In theory, people work, but none of them really do. <laughs> the moment uh, you apply people to anything, it ruins stuff. It's funny, because on the very first episode, right until about episode six, the mandate for this show was don't say cunt. <laughs> Try and avoid it as much as possible. Now, 24 episodes on, and the final episode of the year, cunt is going to be the name of the show. <laughs> Well, um, it's really funny just you saying that. There was an early interview with um, Bon Scott and Malcolm Young. And um, Bon's just saying to the um, interviewer, yeah, um, these boys taught me... Oh, no, so Malcolm says to the interviewer, oh, we taught Bon manners. And Bon's like, yeah, before I'd say um, shit, shit, fuck, cunt. Now I say, please, shit, fuck, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I've got to figure out a uh, decent source of music for this week as well oh by the way happy bladed christmas to everyone or merry christmas that's the one yeah yeah it's a couple of days i'm just gonna say happy holidays yeah that one Covers all of it all of our listeners um in case people couldn't tell we're generally both pretty accepting people of everyone in their own differences and their own beliefs yeah i um, may say stupid shit occasionally but it's never out of malice it's out of ignorance of not knowing what to say yeah and i usually chip you on it and to be honest the only group of people i hate is people with friedrich's ataxia so yeah yeah me too okay for those who don't understand Tom has friedrich's ataxia. <laughs> wait i was like oh shit neither of us laughed this off some people might not know the in the internal joke there so it's like oh actually we better clarify that so people know no yeah. that was just salt towards tom because well I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you love me and you know it. Ah, oh, yeah, like I love you like I love a solid shit in the morning. Like it it like yeah, it's good at the time, but afterwards you still want to get rid of it. And it's relieving when it's gone. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, we feel the same way about each other. Ah. <laughs> uh, you know what they say, turds of a feather stick together. Exactly, exactly. Right, I'm actually proud of that one. I shouldn't be, but I'm proud of that one. You are. But, um, yeah. and it so was before good. we do the cunties, I'm just going to have a little bit of a rant um, about some movie stuff. But in the meantime, here is the theme music. Welcome to the Before It Was Cool podcast. thing that people have been waiting for the j rant i'm usually pretty chilled on here but this is something that's been really frustrating me recently in a lot of movies and in particular the marvel movies which is um really irritating because i love the marvel movies and one thing i'm disliking is how and so i'll explain the preface premise preface of this um i went and saw um let there be carnage and overall i didn't mind it um, I will give a spoiler warning because I will be talking about some stuff. So, um, if you want to skip the spoilers, probably go about 20 minutes past this and you'll be good. Okay, so my issue is so watching Letherby Carnage. Um, I love Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock, I love the Venom symbiote in it. 
I think the odd couple pairing is great. I love a good odd couple. Um, as said previously, when we talked about um, wrestling tag teams that were um, dysfunctional. Um, yeah. I love it. I think it's really funny because it's people trying to get past their own personal things to work together and just the bickering and stuff. It's hilarious to me. I think it's just really amusing. Um, and I loved Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. But my issue with it and what they did to Cletus Cassidy is he, him having a love interest? Uh. Fuck the fuck off. He was a murderer who didn't care who he murdered. He was created to be DC's version, um, Marvel's version of the Joker, who is just a user, an abuser, all that sort of thing. Yeah. The fact that he had a lover, and then it's like, oh, but I was abused and stuff, and this, going into that. Fuck the fuck off. And that then leads me to my greater rant. And, oh, well, first of all, the fact that Carnage and Cletus weren't bonding well. They were a perfect match in every comic, every cartoon, because they had the same mindset of being batshit fucking crazy and wanting to kill everything. Yeah. Um, this, this leads to what my rant is actually about, is there's too many bad guys that have either like, sort of like a positive swing or an okay motive, instead of just letting bad guys be bad guys. Yeah. Like in some cases, I understand why they've got it, but it still creates good bad guys. Like my my favorite example is Magneto. Yeah. Holocaust survivor who doesn't want the same things to happen to him again, and the people who are like him. Um, and I get that one, but then there's all these other characters who they're giving these almost slight positive swing to. Like let's use a big one in Thanos. Yeah. In the comp in the movies. He does it because, oh, we don't have enough resources to support the universe. You know, that that's an all right motive. I think it's dumb and badly done. Yeah. But in the end, the motive, it's the whole good intention sort of thing. It's a good intention in the grand scheme of things. I think it's done wrong. But in the comics, he wipes out half the universe because he wants to impress the Grim Reaper because he's obsessed with death and in love with the Grim Reaper. Yeah. That is a much better motivation, and it makes him a real bad guy. Um, the Marvel writers are very, very, very lazy. They're very lazy. Oh, no, they're not. They're doing the opposite of lazy. They could easily just go with the comic intentions no, and then create another What one. I mean by that is, like, they're thinking they're being original by not going by the comics, but they're always coming up with the same fucking thing over and over again. But, like, and, like, just to continue, like, and this really started, like, it did have a lot of influence in the X-Men era of superhero movies. But then the Spider-Man movies, and this is one of my biggest issues with the Spider-Man movies, is that every bad guy has this little redeeming moment. I mean, you watch the first one, like, the, this is going into the Tobey Maguire's. You watch the first one, and you have, um, at the very end, as Norman Osborn has stabbed himself with his glider... Don't tell Harry, and it's like, oh, fuck, okay, now it's like got an emotional part. Thanks, great. Next one, Dr. Octopus has this moment of realization, sacrifices himself, fuck off. The third one, Harry as New Goblin realizes the positive thing. That one's an okay one, I don't have an issue later. Um, Sandman's like, oh, I did it for my daughter, and just blows away in the wind. And the less we talk about that Venom, the better. He actually was a bad guy, but he was just so shit. And then even like the Andrew Garfield ones, like Electro was this bullied nerd. So it's like, I don't blame him for 
acting out. It's a very common thing. And then Lizard was just trying to get himself better and just got consumed by the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde element. And like, yeah. you didn't need it for Dr. Octopus. You didn't need it for um, Green Goblin. You didn't, like, Sandman I didn't mind as much because he's always skirted the good guy, bad guy sort of thing. He's been a good guy a few times. So I don't mind that one as much. But it's like, and then later on in movies, like, let's just go through a couple of them. Like, don't get me wrong, there were some bad guys for the sake of being a bad guy. Um, but characters like um, Mysterio. Yeah. Like, he felt he was done wrong by, by Tony Stark, and he was. Vulture, done wrong by, and just wanted to look after his family. Um, Trying to think, just go through bad guys. Um, Killmonger. His sort of thing was reasonable to go for the Wakandan crown. Although Michael um, B. Jordan has said in an interview this week, actually, I don't believe Killmonger was a bad guy. I believe he was a good guy and he was looking out for his people just as much as... Uh, hmm. Different ideologies, Charla, yeah. Charla. Charla, yeah. yeah. It's just course. different ideologies and that's that's fine. That's like, And that's the thing that still has that positive swing. As I said before, Thanos has a positive swing on there. Like him wanting to make sure the universe can sustain itself. Um, let's go through. Sorry, I'm just going through my head of just different bad guys. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm actually really blanking hard when it comes to Marvel movies and their bad guys. Um, Baron Zemo. Yeah. Had a pretty positive... Like, in the end, he just didn't want any small superheroes. That's yeah. fine. That's a pretty positive thing. Um then you've got, um, I just had another one. It was definitely something. Um, Ultron, in the end, saw the curse that humanity is and wanted to cull it. Like, spent a little, like, as the, the meme says, spent a few minutes on the internet wanted to destroy humanity. Um, and, like, all the negatives that humanity has done. Um, Loki's still, Loki's got the underlying thing of just being inferior and being, like, a bit controlled by the gem in the first Avengers movie and then just that want to be accepted for who he is. And, like, too many bad guys... Don't get me wrong, I love Loki, by the way. Um, too many bad guys who have this positive spin. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just sick of it. Like, it's like, let a bad guy be a bad guy. And, like, for me, like, Cletus Cassidy and Carnage, in particular, was so hard done by for that. Like, of this, like, oh, we got to have, like... A bit of depth to our character. You don't always need depth to a character. Let's just go a character like Carnage, who's supposed to be just a sociopath who just murders for the sake of murdering and let him do his thing. Exactly. I mean, that's an opportunity there. He could have gone full natural born killers on it. Uh, it. Like, yeah, and that, like, Woody Harrelson is a great actor for it. And the fact that Carnage doesn't survive. This pissed me off so much. Because, like... Kind of. Like like we said, giant spoilers, but kind of. Because if you think about it, Carnage was made because Cletus bit Eddie. Mm-hmm. And if Cletus does that again, or... Cletus got his head bitten off. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did, too. I was only remembering the bit right before that where he ate carnage. Yeah, he swallowed carnage, but that's, yeah, the offspring sort of thing, that's easy 
like the symbiote's easy to bring back, but Carnage without Cletus Cassidy. Don't get me wrong; they've had a few moments where they've done it well, but Carnage and Cletus Cassidy were the perfect mix, like even better than Venom and Eddie Brock, yeah, because they were both single-minded about destruction. On the bright note, though, they mentioned the symbiote king. Yeah, um, Null. Yeah, yeah, I am looking, and, uh, and like I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if the Carnage symbiote comes back, but the big thing that I'm thinking is because of when all this is happening, like because of the post credit scene leading to the Spider-Man universe, yeah, like the MCU sort of thing, and yeah, now they're going to probably have the Spideyverse in the MCU. More than that, they're also going to be um, doing like the realm changes and fixing all that sort of thing. There might be a way to bring back Cletus because. Yeah, Cletus Cassidy without Carnage without Cletus Cassidy isn't right. Like, don't be wrong; they've done some moments with it. Like in the comics, they combined um, Green Goblin and the Carnage symbiote at one stage to make the Red Goblin. Yeah, and it, it was a great character. But Carnage, I think he was really hard done by, and a fucking love story. Fuck off! Like, <laughs> like oh, I've never been loved. He's going through all the reasons why he is what he is. No, Carnage killed people because he enjoyed it. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, I'm gonna Carnage is how they portray Venom in that movie with no Eddie Dalton back. As More than he that, wants to like... eat everyone, and he does eat everyone. Yeah, yeah, and oh, he does more than just eating everyone. He just kills for the sake of killing. Like, yeah, exactly. He's, he's a murder spree sort of thing. Like, he'll go into a room. Like, sorry, just another issue I had with that movie is when he became the fucking tornado. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, don't get me wrong, symbiotes are fast and all that. They're just like, really? Why don't you just have him as just a spinning mass of tendrils just stabbing everyone around him and just pools of blood coming up underneath him? That was another issue. There wasn't enough blood in the movie. Because they couldn't afford the CGI and it was PG in America. In PG films, you can't show blood. Yeah. Just, ugh, yuck. Ugh. That's why it's taken so long to get another Deadpool. Because Disney won't agree to... Or they have finally agreed to the R rating and it's being written by the writers yep. of Bob's Burgers. Really? So um, the rest of the Deadpool writers aren't coming back for it? Nope. It's uh, the director of the sequel, the writers of Bob Burgers, and... Uh, Ryan Reynolds is overseeing the whole thing along with Kevin Feige. I've got hope if Ryan Reynolds is still involved. Oh, yeah, yeah, still his character. Yeah, oh, he's that's but that's good to hear. I'm pretty I'm sure he actually owns that character. He doesn't, like, uh, he bought it from he, Marvel. Pretty the, sure he owns the movie rights. Yeah, the on screen rights for it, not the comic book rights or anything like that, but he bought the character from Fox. But because he bought it from Fox, it was part of the deal with Disney. Hmm. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. So, you fucking You fucking hate the, uh, the turnaround of the villains in the MCU. Not just turnaround, but just having villains who have, like, there's too many tragic villains. There's too many villains with decent motives. Like, let a villain be a villain. Yeah, fair enough. Like it's, it's not a huge thing. Like I like, and don't get me wrong. There are a lot of bad guys in the MCU that are bad guys for the sake of being bad guys. Like you've got Red Skull, 
you've got um, Yellow Jacket, but they're also not the... I, I want them to do a big bad who's bad, and they do it well. Yeah. Like, like, Red Scott was pretty iconic, but... Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic as a bad guy, but... um, Yeah, he just... And, like, Ironmonger was another good one from yeah. Iron Man 1. But then, like... There's so... Like, even watching things like um, Shang-Chi... Yeah. The bad guy in that, it's his father, and he has this underlying, oh, I miss my wife sort of thing, and I'm, like, I'm being tricked by demons. And right um, at the end, has that redeeming turn. Yeah, exactly. It's like... And that would have been the perfect opportunity to make the guy just evil. Yeah, and it was like all this thing, no, I want to actually get the power from him here. Like, actually make him go full twisted. He just had this positive thing as an underlying thing just to try and fool everyone. It's like, no, this was just bullshit. Like, yeah, that Mind you, in Black Widow, the big bad guy stayed bad right until the end. Who was the big bad guy? Oh, I haven't watched him. I remember his name. Uh... It wasn't Red Guardian. No, it was the leader of the Black Widow program. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, and not Taskmaster. No. Taskmaster he... was in it. Yeah, I know, and that was um, her sister, wasn't it? No, uh, it was the leader's daughter. Okay. That Black Widow and Hawkeye exploded. Okay. Yeah, I haven't fully watched it, just... Yeah, just... Spoilers. <sighs> yeah. We said spoilers at the beginning. The Before the Score podcast is now on Patreon. There are six tiers to choose from, ranging from $1 to $100. $1 gets you just to help. $3 gets you a shout-out in every episode, except for the episodes in the next tier. $10 gets you your choice. You choose the topic, and I record a solo episode dedicated to you with no ads or other Patreon shout-outs. $15 is produce it up. You get your opportunity to choose the week's topic and the co-host. The code should be attainable and knowledgeable on the subjects. 26 spots available. $50 gets you the VIP co-host position. 3 spots available. $100 is make the school podcast your own. You and a person of your choosing make an episode. You can even change the intro music and artwork and you can edit or ask Tom to edit to your specific Go to patreon.com before IWC and you will get to our landing page. That's patreon.com before IWC. Please support us so that we can continue to provide you with quality content each and every week. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Cunties. Yay! Yay! <sighs> yeah, I know everyone's excited kind of for this. audience noise below that. Uh, no, see, I like the um, us making the different noises in the background. Makes it seem a little bit more cheap and lame and <laughs> us. Um, but yeah, so um, I think save the shit cunt for the end. Yeah. So um, let's go for sad cunt. The moment today, this year, that made us sad in the world of celebrity and pop culture. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was the death of Jessica Walter. Walker? Walter. Um, either way, she is the voice of Mallory in Archer. Oh, of course. The mother yeah, she in, passed uh, in uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, I, her character in Archer was so damn good. 
um, the way it played off other things, and her loss, like, I I know they're doing another season of Archer without her, apparently. Yeah, well, uh, it's already up. Well, no, I think they still had some recordings. But, um, oh, okay, I, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. It's not on Netflix, and that's where I watch my Archer. No, but, it is uh, on Netflix. That's where I watch it. Well, then that's not the most recent one. They've got another one after that. Okay. That's it already was, out on other things. It was the post-coma season. Yeah, they've got one after that. Okay. And it's already out, just not on Netflix. Okay. Because, yeah, I kept seeing stuff about it, but then I was like, but this doesn't line up. And I was like, oh, okay. But, yeah, um, so, yeah, that really hit me because, like, I hadn't seen any of her other work, but it's like I just loved her character and how it played into that universe. And it makes me sad because it makes me think, well, I don't know if Archer can keep going on without her. Like, they lost the actor who played Woodhouse, but Woodhouse was very much a supporting character, whereas Mallory was a main character who determined a lot of what happened with the characters, with the other characters, yeah. as she was the boss. Without her and her character plus the whole um, Freudian relationship between her and Sterling Archer, it's, um, sorry, not, well, it's a Freudian sort of thing, it's um, Oedipal relationship. Yeah, an edible. I don't see how... <laughs> edible, yeah, eatable, edible. Let's call the whole thing off. Um, <laughs> I don't see how the show is going to keep going, which really makes me sad because I do really love Archer as a series. But um, I think it will keep going till the ratings dip. So I reckon it's got another two seasons in it. They mm. realize how important she was. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's my sad moment of the year what's yours well i've got a few nominations but one winner overall i think yeah you go you go for that buddy we're doing this a bit different each but that's okay it's not like uh, we ever go with a real structure (laughs) exactly we see we tried to work out a structure it just didn't happen it's not us no it's not Uh, see like there's uh norm mcdonald who for me wasn't a huge fan of his acting or his stand-up or his like, many, many try- attempts at a TV show, but his appearances on every single like late-night show were fucking hilarious, and they mm-hmm. were so entertaining. Watching his shit on YouTube is great. So his interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, where he gets to be himself and ad-lib everything, and the way he just does not give a shit. And then he takes up the entire screen. It was great. And then I've also got Michael C. Michael K. Williams, who I didn't know died until today. Mm. Yeah, he died of an overdose. If you don't know who Michael K. Williams is, uh, he was in the Warwick Empire. He was in uh, The Wire. He was in a bunch of different movies. He's got a he's an African American dude with the big scar down his face. He's uh, really good. I liked him. Yeah. But yeah, he died of a drug overdose. There's uh, so many of them do. Yeah. Charlie White's from the Rolling Stones, but yeah, he's from the Rolling Stones, so he's not that good. And most of them are barely alive as it is. Keith Richards will never die. Uh, to be honest, I don't think he's alive. I think he. I think he's actually just... What I think he is, I think he's like a meat suit and he's actually controlled by like three raccoons in, inside. Yeah. And the reason he's getting so wrinkly and um, 
like so wrinkly is that the suit's just gotten stretched over time. <laughs> yeah. And every time like, the one who there's like one of the raccoons dies and just keeps getting replaced and just okay, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm even weeding myself out now. <laughs> <coughs> oh god. I think he's got no more blood. It's all cocaine. Oh, no, no doubt, no doubt. Anyway, uh, um, the other least... one is uh, Kevin uh, uh, Kevin Clark, the drummer from the band and score of rock. Yeah, that was a really sad um, death. So those who don't know, um, the kid who was the drummer in School of Rock, obviously he's aged over time. But um, he's... yeah, he was riding his bike and got um. Hit and died, yeah, which is... He was only 32, so he's my age. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. The you other the... one that hit me hard was DMX. Still haven't worked out what it is he's actually going to give me. X going to give it to you? Yeah, but he, he only ever says it. He never actually says what he's going to give. It? Yeah, but... Okay, he's going to give me a DVD of it? I've already got that. I don't want it. He's gonna give X gonna re- X gonna return it and get his money back. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we're speaking ill of the dead. We're, we're not speaking ill. We're we're <laughs> looking at some of his work, making a bit of a joke about it to ease our pain. Humor is a normal way to deal with grief. Exactly. Fuck. What do you, What do you think? How do you think I've been getting through my divorce? I've been. <laughs> it's been True. joke after joke after joke. Um, and a lot of tequila. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I think I have to give my sad kind of the year award. Or, 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 is sad kind. Yeah. yeah, sad kind. Uh, to the death of Kevin Clark. It was a big one for you. Yeah, School of Rock's one of my favorite movies. I just took it for granted, really. Because yeah, they they had been talking about doing a reunion as well. Yeah, they did one on the ten year anniversary. And they were going to mm. do one on the 20-year anniversary, but they can't now. Well, they can, just with the surviving members. I mean, look yeah. at the amount of reunion tours heaps of bands have done. Yeah, true. Just never the one I want. Fucking Led Zeppelin. Oh, they did one year with... um. They didn't do Monster. a tour. No, it was... You had to go into a lottery to win a ticket. Yeah, it was uh, at the O2 Arena in, 1990... in 2007, and it was called Celebration Day. Yeah, and um, yeah. Apparently, um, Bonham's son is absolutely amazing too. Jason Bonham, you know yeah. who? Have you ever seen the movie Rockstar with uh Mark Wahlberg? No. Uh Jennifer Aniston, Mark Wahlberg. Uh saying the actors that are in it is not going to um change whether or not I've seen it. I know I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, I was just thought of my jogging memory. But uh, he's the drummer for the band in that, along with Zach Wild. Oh, cool. And I think Duff McKagan. Okay. Like from Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I know. I know who Duff is. Um, Mainly because um, the main reason I actually know most of the Guns N' Roses characters' names in one of the Mega Man games, they actually named each of the bad guys after members from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> oh God. Like they like like there was Izzy Duff slash, I think there was Axel. And like yeah, it was just it was just real. that that's how I know most of the Guns N' Roses members' names because I love the Mega Man games. Um yeah, there's that. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, so that's my sad cunt. Mm. Let's move on to funny cunt, one that's made us laugh a bit. <laughs> okay, do you want to go through yours and I'll do mine at the end? Um, I don't really have any. No celebrities that jumped out at you and made you just laugh a lot? The One of the moments that made me laugh, and this is spoilers, but it was in the, uh, in the trailer, so fuck you. Uh, don't get angry at me, right, Sony? Get angry at them. Columbia Pictures, get angry at them. Uh, it was when Venom and Eddie were walking through the church, and they saw Carnage for the first time, and Venom disappeared and goes, No! And he goes, What are you doing? He goes, That is a red one. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, that, I laughed I laughed quite hard at that moment as well. It was great. Uh, We're going to die. Why? It's a red one. <laughs> like, if you oh, come so out, shit. I will let you eat everyone. No! Everyone, including him, except for him, him, and her. Fine. Okay. Ah! <laughs> but yeah. Oh, fuck, I love the back and forth between those two in that movie. It was so good. It was. Um, but yeah, so my my celebrity just for Funny Cunt is just Ryan Reynolds. Every interview I see him in, every like interaction I see him in, every movie I see him in, he just makes me laugh. Like He's just, so he gets my Funny Cunt award. He's just yeah. great. And uh, was it Free Guy? The movie that he came out with this year was excellent. Hmm. And um, so was oh, well, I wouldn't say it was excellent, but he was great in it. Was um, what is it? Red Notice. Yeah, it was pretty. He good. was very entertaining in that as well. Like he's just great. Like Ryan Reynolds just makes me laugh. Human the just... Rock play off each other so well. Like, that's because like the Rock generally like he's good on in humor. And playing off another smart ass. Like, he plays well alongside, um, what's his name? Short African American comedian. Kevin Hart? Yeah, Kevin Hart. He plays well off Kevin Hart. Um, he's just, yeah, he's good at his job. There's a reason he's the highest paid actor at the moment. Yeah. The other, was... other funny kind of the moment year award that I was reading. Which made me laugh because I think he's a douche and he just needs to drop out of the celebrity realm. Was when Machine Gun Kelly said to Megan Fox legitimately, I'm with you so I can meet a real life Transformer. He legitimately okay. said that. Well, he's not going to meet one through her when she, like, said that Michael Bay was a Nazi. Yeah, oh, um... yeah, and uh, Stephen Spoilwig is an uh, anti-Semitic comment here. Yeah, she, like, kind of burned both bridges on that one. Mm. So, um, um, and she called you... Michael Bay a pedophile. To be honest, with Hollywood, I wouldn't be surprised, but, yeah. yeah. Um, though one thing... As well, just talking about Machine Gun Kelly, you saw his feud with Corey Taylor? Yeah. Fuck, that was funny. And Corey Taylor, like, just destroyed him at every moment. It's like... You think Machine the Gun kid would learn? Because, like, he went from Eminem to Corey Taylor. Yeah, and Corey Taylor's a massive smartass, and he's clever. Yeah. Like, he's able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a lot of people in that regard. It's like... Uh, and I've read all three of Corey Taylor's books, and they are fucking hilarious. 
he would have ripped him to shreds. Oh, he did and he did, dude. Him to shreds. Yeah. And yeah, it was... <laughs> I just didn't get it. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Mike. I said who mine was, Ryan Reynolds. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, there's lots of funny people out there, but these are the ones that have brought us the most joy and just made us laugh the most in the that world of celebrity and pop culture. Sorry? Because that would just... Oh, mine was... One of them was just stupid. Yeah. And it was hilarious. Okay, the next one is Surprise Cunt. Who is your? Who gets your surprise cunty? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, dirty thoughts. <laughs> what surprise cunt are you walking through the house and then just a vagina jumps out from around a corner so, surprise! surprise oh god damn uh actually it's mostly just a giant dick in my face now um uh, no spoilers about... that last award um <laughs> I didn't spoil shit until you said that ah uh, yeah bullshit you were giving a hint <laughs> Uh, a surprise moment of the year. Uh, this is just for me. It might not be everybody's cup of tea, but, uh, I woke up surprised to read com saying that, uh, CM Punk has signed a contract with AEW. You picked mine as well. Um, CM Punk returning to wrestling. Yeah. Full time. And yeah. I watched it um, live and like, I'm not. Not ashamed to say that a tear came to my eye. Hmm. I watched oh, I like... that shit. No, I watched him walk out seven years ago, and I watched him walk back in seven years ago, seven years later. Yeah, and say... yeah, it was emotional, man. Because hmm. he was what everyone wanted wrestling to turn into. He he did work on the mic. He was great. He blurred the lines of fiction and reality. He was awesome, and then. To be honest, the back and forth between him and MJF has been so good. Yeah. And his Fuck match yeah. with Darby Allen was so good. His match with everyone has been so good. And the man to finally beat CM Punk when he comes into the yeah one he's running the company will not be MJF and it should not be MJF. It should be Hook. See, I don't know anything of Hook's work, all I know is he's Taz's son. But, He's um, only had one match. And ever. Fucking was in AEW. One televised match. He sat a bunch of training matches with Brock Anderson on the sun. And he's trained by, like, CM Punk, by Taz, by uh, Cody Rhodes, by Dustin Rhodes, by Arn Anderson. So. And DDP. So, and he is already, like, a uh, college level athlete. And a uh, like world ranked judo player. Player? Yeah. Uh, this is a common misconception that used to always annoy me because I did martial arts for years. In competitions, they're not called fighters; they're called players. Okay. Because yeah, if he was a world, I thought you just call him a world uh, world level judokan because that's the term for someone who practices judo, isn't it? Yeah, but like in competitions, there are players. Hmm. So yeah, I get a you. judo player. Oh, well, now I know. I didn't know that, so, yeah. Which, by Ronda Rousey has shown that judo is an excellent transition into martial arts, and Taz proved that as well. And Hawk, 
Hook is so so fucking good, and he's turned into a cultural, literally a cultural phenomena, and he should be the one that ends CM Punk undefeated streak. Yeah, that'd be fine. Like, yeah. I trust your judgment on it. Like, if I'm talking wrestling with anyone, it's you, and you're the one who has that understand that great understanding of it all. <laughs> Although I feel a bit out of touch at the moment. Everybody's like, oh, day one's going to be so good. I'm like, what the fuck is day one? Then I realize yeah, it's wrestling pay per view. I'm like, what the fuck? WWE need to stop. Need to slow down and realize what they've got, though. They re signed Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, oh, they haven't confirmed Sami Zayn. They've Sami put... Zayn's been confirmed. When was that? A couple of days ago. No, from the last report I read, they offered him a contract. But they've and officially offered him. Like, everything I've read is that he signed. Oh, okay. Because I knew uh, Kevin Owens, they literally filled a dump truck with money and said, we'll give you all of this if you stay. He's like, okay, I've got kids. And fair enough to him. Mm. Oh, they're wrestling as a job. They need to do what's best for their families as well as what they want to do as a performer. I, I can't remember if it was three or five years for Kevin Owens, but... Three he, years, but he does have a, um... There's still a, um... Get out, in there that, get out that of jail get, free card. Yeah, both um WWE or he can drop out or whatever. Cool. Because my, my thinking is, he's going to stay in WWE, get all that money, then go over to AEW for his art years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, the opposite of Shinsuke. He's, he yeah. was in New Japan for his eight years and he went to WWE to get all that money. Hmm. And retire. Yeah. Oh, even the same pretty much with AJ Styles as well. Yeah, pretty much. He's um, out there. He's in his mid-40s now. Yeah, He's yeah. almost 50. He was 42 in 16. So you'll be like, what, 47, 48 now? Yeah, it'd be about there. Let me just quickly double check for you, just so you don't seem like a fool. Um, that being oh, said, with about AJ Styles, he's, a, he's an unconfirmed um, flat earther, so he's 44. He pretty much, de- he's 44. Yeah, he was born in 1977. Ah, so I'm referring to the Paul Heyman interview. No, their Bischoff interview, where he said that when he got Macho Man, he was the same age as uh, AJ Styles is now, but that was about two years ago. That was after he was already in WWE. So, yeah, Mm. that makes sense. Anyway, we'll get off wrestling for a little bit. And what's the next award? Ah, uh, the um, sick cunt, the person that we like. <laughs> That's the celebrity that we like. You get to go first for this one. Ah, uh, we'll go back to wrestling. Because it's certainly Khan. Just loving what he does? Yeah, he's he's doing so well by that entire roster. He hasn't done the one thing that I was hoping he would do in all his promises. He's done literally everything else. But he hasn't created a wrestler's union yet. But uh, that is a yet. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Like, he got CM Punk back into wrestling. He got the American Dragon. And believe me, 
there is a fucking difference between Brian Danielson and Daniel Bryan. Oh, absolutely. There is a huge difference between the two. And he got Daniel Bryan out and Brian Danielson back in. He got Adam Cole back on the mainstream. Baby. Into the mainstream, baby. Uh, he let the young wrestling Lucha Brothers go fucking mental at each other in a steel cage where he, Matt Jackson, literally covered the bottom of a Nike in thumbtacks and super kicked one of them in the face. So mm. good. He let that happen. And the way he controlled the pandemic was just brilliant in my opinion. He let Moxley do more deathmatch stuff as well. Yeah, he let Moxley off. And I know you're the not the only... biggest fan of Moxley, but I'd quite like him, and yeah. Yeah, the only bad thing I can think of is the exploding bar by a sparkler match. Oh, and some of the um childish, like some of the some of the um insults that some of the wrestlers are throwing are really 90s sort of dated sort of insults. Yeah. That he's oh. learning happen but a lot of that was the creative input of the uh oh, I of know, the but... EVPs which he's taken off them yeah like um but yeah that's just another thing but yeah um no fair enough okay you're you're gonna have to hold your breath for this one <laughs> so um it's actually Tim Burton so dude dude listen listen Two months ago, he donated $8 million to Friedrich's Ataxia Research. Two months ago, he can get fucked. $8 million to Friedrich's Ataxia Research. That bought, like, eight puppies dinner for a week. It's pretty <laughs> huge, dude. Oh, he's still a cunt. And no, I was bullshitting. I was just trying to get you yeah, con- conflicted, but you read through it. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was bullshit. Um, oh, no, I was but... going to say, he's never done something that good in his life. Oh, the Batman movie? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to get crucified for this, but it wasn't that good. I don't think so either. Don't worry. Michael um, Keaton was great. Jack Nicholson was great. The movie wasn't that good. Danny DeVito was great. Michelle Pfeiffer was great. Yeah, yeah. Batman Returns. Oh, and Christopher Walken. Everybody forgets that he was in Batman Returns. Hmm. Um, but yeah. So, my actual pick. My actual pick is um. It's just going to be um Taika Waititi. I just think he's just an awesome good, person. Good shot. Good shot. Like he just seems like he's just an awesome person. Like the stuff he does for like charity and stuff like the whole um incorporating a line into thor because it was a make a wish kids request just in conversation yeah like he's just every time i hear about him it's just he's just seen as like a really good bloke yeah and i want to hear and see more of his stuff yeah have you watched jojo rabbit yet no i haven't watched jojo rabbit yet i've got to get around to it i'm just haven't really been watching movies as such. I've been watching more just series. Like, I've been re-watching Angel recently. Fuck you, Joss Whedon, but he does make some pretty good series. I was going to say I was re-watching Buffy. Now I'm on to Mad Men. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Taika Waititi. Fuck. That's a good shot. 
Yeah, he's just awesome. Like, every time I see anything that, like, any interview with him, any TV, like, because he did episodes of The Mandalorian as well. Yeah. Um, He's just awesome. And I just think he's. And it just seems like a really chill, happy dude who wants to just make art and, and give people entertainment. Was it him that was in one of the Jurassic Worlds? Um. I don't remember him being in any of the Jurassic Worlds. Fuck, he was in something, and I was like, oh, that is him. I can't remember what it was, though. It was one of the disaster movies. Let me have a look. Um, But it wasn't from this year. It was in general. I saw it, and I was like, oh, that is him. What We Do in the Shadows? No. Um, Thor Ragnarok, as we know. Mandalorian. Let's go filmography. Eagle vs. Shark, Boy, What We Do in the Shadows, Hunt for the Wilder People, Thor Ragnarok, Jojo Rabbit, Thor Love and Thunder, Next Goal Wins, and then short films were John and Pogo, uh, Two Cars, One Night, Tama 2, What We Do in the Shadows, Team Thor, Team Thor Part 2, Team Daryl, and then acting roles. He's in Green Lantern. That was it. Like I said, disaster movie. It was a disaster. Um, <laughs> he's in he Suicide was... Squad. He is? He's Ratcatcher 1. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. By the way, the re- Suicide Squad, twice as good as the uh, its predecessor. Yeah, but twice zero is still zero. <laughs> Sorry, the first Suicide Squad was such a disappointment. It was, but this one's really good. However... The, uh, the spoiler alert for everybody out there, skip about a minute ahead if you don't want to hear the spoiler. The, they wasted Jai Courtney. He was the uh, one of the only two good things from the first one, and they wasted him in this. He was the um, military guy with them, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, he no, he was, was Boomerang. Yeah, he was Boomerang. Yeah, Boomerang was fantastic. And spoiler um, over. Yep. Okay, so now we'll do the um the Big Dick Award. Yeah, the Come with the Biggest Dick Award. Yeah, and this is to someone that we're proud of outside of celebrity that we've spoken about on here. And um, I'll do a mini drum roll. It is... Taya, my wife. She has a <laughs> huge dick. Yeah, we are so proud of her for a huge dick, and more importantly, for um, getting a distinction in, was it just Bachelor's... Bachelor's of Nursing. Bachelor's so she's of Nursing. a registered nurse, she's got a with full registration and everything, she got a, with a uh, yeah, with a giant dick, and she got a, uh, she had to get special made uh, scrubs, just fit her dick in there. But, oh yeah, uh, like three-legged scrubs, they're a real thing. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But uh, she's already got a contract for a good year. <laughs> super <coughs> uh, proud so, of her. Yeah, I'm super proud of her. Well, we both are. She was very, very, very fucking hard, despite everything that's happened. Like, uh, for people on this show, they might not know that. Uh, I don't, don't think I've talked about it. Uh, three or four years ago, we hit a tree doing around 100 kilometers an hour, which uh, fucked us up royally. I broke my back 
for the second time. I broke my sternum. Taya broke one entire side of her ribs uh, and shattered both the bones in her left forearm. Uh, the day before that, a day after that, sorry, she was supposed to do her final assessment to get an age certificate. So uh, she couldn't do that. So her arm ended up having to have surgery on it and it's being held together by two giant rods. And uh, then a year after that, she couldn't get physically cleared to get into nursing. So she had to go do a Bachelor of Arts where she got on the fucking Dean's list in her first year and then got permission to transfer from the Bachelor of Arts over to nursing. And her arm... It took three years. It was declared healed in February this year. And then by the end of this year, she graduated with distinction. Yeah. She's worked hard with everything. And plus, also, like, and this isn't said as an insult for a rare change, even though it's about you. (laughs) Um, She also has to look after two kids and a husband who is in a wheelchair, and this isn't done as a diss to say you're helpless or anything, but you're not exactly the most mobile person in the yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. And we live yeah. in an uneven house where all the kids have to do is run upstairs and I can't get to them. Yeah, so she's done an amazing job and is also an awesome friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I too am proud of her. Um, and I'm also proud of the size of her dick. Yeah. <laughs> Massive, massive, and let me yeah, tell yeah. you, it fucking hurts. Yeah, but you love it. <laughs> that's the re- that's the reason you're in the wheelchair. Your legs don't work anymore because of massive hip dysplasia. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a good kind of pain. <laughs> oh, funny. You thought <laughs> I was going to say gross, didn't you? <laughs> oh god. Now nah, sodomy's fine. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, for the cunty, the biggest cunt of the year, um, the person that, the shittest cunt, the cuntiest cunt who ever did cunt, um, there's been a lot of them, it's very easy to pick some people, and um, considering anyone is like, this is probably not going to offend anyone because they've listened to our previous stuff and they know my opinion, but I have to still go with Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, the man's impact has been so negative on people that dumb shit he has said, what he's done. Like, politicians were already bad. He's created a new example of a bad politician, and people are going to follow the model because it works. Yeah. People are going to do what he did from now on, just like how people did what Nixon did from then on. He appealed to the hardcore right in the South, where and every Republican since uh, More than that, that, like, Trump had a system of, like, let's say as much dumb shit as possible, well, not dumb, but incorrect and lies, <coughs> that fact-checkers can't keep up. Yeah, exactly. And the amount of damage he has done to people, like, vaccinations alone, and then there's the riot on the freaking capital, like, yeah. it's just, uh, he's, the fact that he has given Nazis support, and, like, the fact that there's some places in, like, Let's just use Texas as an example. Texas not allowing the all the abortion stuff that they have. Yeah, um, and Missouri and Georgia and uh, and like there's some places Mississippi. in there is some places in America where they're getting pushed 
for history to teach um, the um, for history to teach the um, Holocaust from the Nazis' point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, really? I saw that. The xenophobic point of view. Uh, and just the bigots. He's given bigots such a platform, and I fucking hate it. And like, I've been wanting the downfall of America as a superpower for a while, but yeah, it, <laughs> it's gonna happen eventually. Uh, no, at, least so, all, like, uh, at least so many of his followers aren't getting um COVID vaccine vaccines, and then there's all the left wing hippies who are pulling people down by being anti-vax who aren't getting it. So hopefully they'll just all get really sick. Yeah, exactly. But uh, also, like, in America, he let states bring in laws saying that if you abort a rape baby, you are a murderer and you will go to prison longer than the person that raped you. Exactly. And not even, I would even change it, say, aborting a rape set of cells. Yeah. Because at that stage, it's before there's a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just a clump just of cells. cells. It's a, it's a, yeah, it, effectively, it's... I know it is a different kind of cell and whatnot, but it is a growing cell that hurts the body sort of thing and the mind. It's... I wonder if he's going to do the same if someone wants to get um some cancer cells cut out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know he's not in power, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of Biden either. I don't... I think Biden was the wrong choice for the Democratic Party, but... He was the only one that was going to beat Trump, realistically. And that is horrendous, isn't it? It just tells, like, I think South Park said it best when they said um, the whole douche and turd episode. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're either voting for a giant douche or a turd sandwich, like. Uh, what I don't understand is they went from a alright president to a pretty bad president in Reagan, Bush, and then an alright president in Clinton then a pretty crap president in Clinton's second term, then a really, really, really shit president in Bush's eight years, then a pretty decent president well, Bush in only Obama. In, Bush was only in four years. No, Bush Sr. was in four years. Bush Jr. was in for eight. I thought Jr. was only four as well. I didn't think he 2000, got 2000, 2008. And then Obama was in from 20... From my way through to 2016, then Trump was in from 2016 to 2020, and now Biden's in. Mm. And, yeah, I've got no... Uh, yeah, just... American politics, like, don't get me wrong, Australian politics isn't much fucking better. Yeah, I was um, going to say, like, yeah... Fuck. Politics move... around the world is fucked, except for New Zealand, who seemed out right. Yeah, yeah, New Zealand's got the right idea. Um, and actually, a lot of the Scandinavian countries—I think it was Denmark or Sweden—their cabinet, like the minister for education, and this is crazy, is an ex-teacher. Yeah, the the minister for the environment is an environmental scientist. Oh my god, that's fucking. Instead nuts. of putting bureaucrats in positions, let's put people who know what they're talking about. Why would you do that? That's fucking stupid. It's not huh. how it's done. Like yeah, it's <laughs> like the minister for um, immigration, refugees, and all that is an ex-refugee. Yeah. Like, I, I think it was Denmark heard about COVID, 
first recorded case in Denmark, they locked down. By the way, they put an, an international border lockdown and domestic border lockdown to where you had to stay at your own house. No visitors for... And they were like the first to do it and they were the first to get out of it. They've had a recorded case in almost a year. Yeah, it's because they actually cared about the people rather than the economy. Yeah, exactly. We're getting, we're getting way too serious here. Fuck, let's let's talk about your shit, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I me, ha- isn't it? <laughs> I have a couple of nominations for it. First one is you. Yep. No, Given. Uh, you're. I'm just kidding. You know I love you. Yeah. Uh, of course you do. Everyone loves me. <laughs> and Except for my wife. Um, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn, they go deep real quick. Uh, I'm saying it with a smile. Don't worry. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, first nominee is Scott Morrison for obvious Scomo. reasons. For Scomo, Scotty from marketing for yeah, very fucking, obvious reasons. Fucking incompetent person who i'm pretty sure he believes like the bushfires we had and then COVID. i bet he believes that it's god's reckoning and stuff like that and like the end of he days said, sort of shit. he says something similar during the bushfires like oh this is all part of god's plan or something yeah fuck off. and everybody was like dude did you just say that god is smiting new south wales you did considering considering like you know it actually says in the bible that god promised he'd never do that again Exactly. That's the whole rainbow end of the end of um the flood sort of thing. But anyway, but yeah, Scomo scum. Yeah, and uh, uh, the I've got five nominees for this. You number, keep going, dude. Keep going with it. Number two is Dominic. Uh, I can never remember. Bertet. Yeah. Um. What's the premier of of New South Wales? Effect for those who don't know, it's effectively the governor of New South Wales. He uh, literally came out and said that uh, we're just going to let COVID do what it does, and if it has to take out the vulnerable, so be it. Uh, the man's also a Trump supporter. Yeah, um, he's a he believes that this is one of the ones he said that he believes that um, women will get divorced on purpose and be single mothers so they get extra welfare and the grandeur of saying they're a single mother in the title. Yeah, he's as to. He's a super conservative, Catholic misogynist prick. Yeah, and like he cut one into abuse shelters, like where women could go if they were getting abused. Oh, He's believe if, if a woman is getting abused, either she asked for it, or she did something wrong, or it's her fault in general. That's his view on it. He's a dick, and also like letting the vulnerable. I'd be careful putting words in his mouth because I don't remember ever seeing him actually say say anything like that. Okay, that was... Mind you, I read that off an unconfirmed website. It wasn't off a newspaper or anything. It was just mm. a website quoting him. So if, I, if that is wrong, and that was paraphrasing, by the way, then I do apologize. But he did say the uh, disabled people thing about COVID. Yeah, he's just... So pretty much he's saying if we let COVID kill all the disabled people, people won't need to be on disability pensions. Because all he cares about is money. Money. Dick. 
Oh, yeah, Fucking bureaucrat politicians ruining everything. <laughs> uh, the number three nomination is Nick Khan, the president of WWE. What, because of all the hiring and firing? Yeah, all the firing and firing. ruined that company, pretty much. Yeah, I had some pretty positive like outlook for him. Like He looked like he was doing the right thing for the company, and then all that happened. Yeah. And the fact that part of his reasoning for the firings were budget cuts and uh, okay yeah whatever you're running a business yeah. you need to but the that, thing is they were still making that. money at that time like it wasn't an issue and yeah. during a what was still happening what was because there was still a um pandemic happening oh let's just take away a heap of people's livelihoods not just that they have to wait 90 days after you fired them before they can work again that pisses me off even more like yeah, you've got they, rid of them Let they them get work. paid in their 90 days do they i didn't know that part but still they still get the normal wage during that 90 days that you can't go work for anyone okay well that's a bit better but still <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and the fact that he also said part of the reason why we got rid of so many people is because uh, we were giving them chances and they weren't taking them, like, creatively. We believe that everybody has the capacity to be a number one star. You literally had Keith Lee on your main roster for two years and he had nothing with him. You oh, not just that. Well, um, even the Bearcat thing, he could have made it work. That was easy. But Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, but they top also, level talent. They also took the spirit bomb away from Keith Lee and the moonsault from the top rope. Yeah, uh, it's hard for people to be creative if you're not letting them do what they need to do. Exactly. And yeah, like you just said, uh, in uh, Wyndham Rotunda. He was like the perfect example. He was your highest selling merch guy in the entire company. He was your most watched character in almost 30 years. And you fired him because you said he was too difficult in the creative room. It's almost as if his creation made the money and would be a good thing to keep. Yeah, almost like that. Yeah. Now he's making movies in Hollywood. Yeah, that's what I've been reading, yeah. Good he's, luck to him, uh, I hope he does. Teaming up with the guy that makes Corey Taylor's mask for Slipknot, who nice. made the fame mask as well. And yeah. uh, they're making horror movies together. Cool. Yeah. Okay, who is he adding to your shit cunt list? Uh, Vince McMahon himself. Yep, I, I was waiting for that one. Um, everyone knows Tom's view on Vince McMahon. We don't need him to go on another. I went anger an entire rant. fucking episode of a rant on this shit. I was so angry. <laughs> uh, uh, and the other one, even though it's from an incident that happened twenty years ago, Rick it, fuck off Flair. Exactly, Rick fuck off Flair. And the uh, fact that like. All the stuff that he's doing, like, is he, have you seen the stuff he's been saying about um, Becky Lynch, about the man sort of thing? Yeah. Although... So the thing that he paid for, and he's like, oh, but they never... And then he's like, oh, they never... I never got paid for it. It's like, yes, you did. And he's, like, saying how um, the WWE is trying to erase his legacy because they won't give him one of his belts back that he sold to them. 
Like, I'm not going to defend WWE very much, but Ric Flair's just proving more and more that he's a bitter old man. Exactly. However, if the unconfirmed report is true that they made him sign the uh, trademark agreement for the man over while he was on his deathbed, remember a couple of months ago when they thought he wasn't going to live? He was oh, like vaguely. in intensive care and like hooked up to all these things. They thought he wasn't going to live and they made him sign over the man rights so that Beck well, Lynch could start. If he, have a, if he didn't have a power of attorney to deal with that sort of thing? Yeah. I'm that's, sorry. That's... that's what they're all saying. Like, that's not true because you someone else would have had the power of attorney. Yeah, I think it's more Ric Flair, like, you know, trying to pull at heartstrings. Yeah. Like, oh, I was dying and they made me do this. It's like, well, yeah, I think you're leaving out some very specific details, you know, like the same as that plane ride. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Like, to be honest, I was... Everyone always... Like, when I was talking about um, overrated wrestlers that time, I always wanted to talk about Ric Flair. I... He never did anything for me as a wrestler. Like, even his promos, like... To be honest, when it came to promos and stuff, a lot of the time he came across very similar to um, Will Ferrell for me in comedy, where most of it was just yelling. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's like, uh, even though I think he's overrated, Bret Hart would say there was a Ric Flair match. Ric Flair had his moveset, and although they were better than Hogan's, they were still Ric Flair's moveset. No, four moves of doom sort of thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Better than Hogan's, more technical, but there wasn't much to them. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think my Sheet Cunt of the Year award is going to go to, uh, uh, fuck, Dominic Paratet? Yeah. Because while, like, I'm gonna I get where you're coming from, because whilst the Vic, Vic, Vincent, Vincent Manns and stuff, they're not just disregarding someone's life. Yeah, exactly. This one was something that was a personal sort of don't give a shit about you sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. No, I completely get you, man. And fuck the politicians. That's all I'm going to say. Like, And it's not too often that I'll say someone was, uh, we're better off with Gladdy, but we're better off Gladdy. Just saying. Well, to be honest, he's, al- he's already getting busted for um, corruption. Already. Yeah, apparently, because he was um, treasurer for New South Wales for a while, and apparently there's some um, books that have been cooked. <laughs> it does not surprise me. Mm. I still can't believe that the Liberal Party got off the hook for the sports rights thing. Like, not uh, off the hook, but that they didn't get in trouble as much I'm, as my like, Labour would have. Uh, to be honest, like, I'm not a fan of Labour that much these days either, but nah, they always cover for their own. That's what they do. I would, I'm praying for an Albanese win over Morrison. I'm praying, like, Albanese just hasn't been apparent enough to do it. He's more apparent than, uh, what's Shorten. Shorten. I always forgot his name because he wasn't memorable. Albanese like, is... I've heard nothing from Albanese in during like every single bungle that 
Morrison has made. That's like, because, and stupidly, <laughs> they said right at the start of this, Labour are going to step back and not get in your way so that you can sort it out. And yeah, Liberals used that to push through a bunch of agendas that their new Labour would stop them on. See, and that's an issue I have with Labour. Like, there was no foresight there. It's like, okay, like, you don't attack them for shit they couldn't really control. You attack them for the things they could. And there was so much they could have controlled that could have been attacked. Like, the fact yeah. that we didn't even, Australia didn't even get most of their vaccines until Kevin Rudd, an ex-Prime Minister, contacted freaking, was it Poland? Yeah. And Visor about getting some. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why is, we've got to talk about something positive. We're ending this <laughs> angry. This hasn't worked well. This was oh, not a good plan. Fucking uh, politics. Uh, like, we try to stay pop culture because pop culture is fun. Takes us away from the doom and gloom of the world. But fuck, fucking politicians, man. <laughs> the moment you've got assholes who are in charge of their own um, pay increase and pay rate, you know they're not there to really help the people. Yeah. But uh, if we're going to end it on a high note, we'll end it on this. Everything that ever happens from start to finish in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay, so it opens, and I'm not giving a spoiler warning. It opens. You better be fucking a... careful here, boy. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I haven't seen I'm it. not really going to give yet. away the spoilers. I'm just going to say you'll love it. I will go to your house, drag you by your nose, down to the beachside and drown you. Just saying. All the hype that is built up for this movie is true. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Um... And I trust you on it as well, so I am looking forward to it. Well, it has a few issues here and there, but it's still nice. overall just fucking great. Mm. I am looking forward to it a lot. I really am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so that's yeah, been our final episode of the year. Um, let us know how we went. Um, if you enjoyed it, if you didn't enjoy it, if you want us to avoid politics in the future, because... <laughs> You get cranky. World down. Um, if you have ideas for like things you want us to talk about, um, I've been actually wanting to do a top ten video for a while just for our YouTube channel, um, just because it's something that I absolutely love, and it's um top ten Robin Williams movies. Um, yeah, that could work. Ah, oh, because I love the man. The only issue is I've only been able to watch one since his death. I haven't been able to watch any others. Sorry, two. I've watched two Robin Williams movies since his death. I haven't been able to watch any others. Um, Hook and Patch Adams? No, it wasn't Hook. And it wasn't Patch Adams. Um, Good Bull Hunting and uh, One Hour Photo. No. Uh, Dead Poet Society and Happy Days. Nope. Fuck what then? He's only got like one other movie. I can think of others already off the top of yeah, my head that you so didn't can say. I, but still. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's been um, Flubber and Aladdin. Oh. Yeah. But I don't think he actually had a bad movie. Oh. Uh, there's a couple. Oh, uh, a couple, couple of um, his later ones aren't they great? Yeah. Like old Dogs. Yeah, Old Dogs wasn't great. There was one where he did the voice of a dog and it had Simon Pegg in it and the Monty Python crew, I think, which was really lackluster, sadly. Yeah. 
you think that would be perfect. There's one where he's a preacher as well, and there's the RV movie. Yeah. Like there's an RV movie with him in it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Later work was a bit lackluster. Yeah. As we were saying, so yeah, I'm going to look at doing that as a top 10 video. Um, we're going to be having a bit of a break, aren't we, Tom? Yeah, don't know when we're coming back. Probably in January. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it will all depend on when I can finally pat my fucking ass up and move. Mm. And I'm planning a bit of a holiday, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so whenever Jay gets back from his mm. little uh, expedition to find the Lost City of Oz in South America. Fuck that, I'm just finding different places to drink tequila rather than home. It's getting depressing here doing it by myself. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. But, uh, Hi, Demo. Yeah, oh, hey, Demo. There's, <laughs> there's a cunting fan of the year. <laughs> yeah, we'll give props to Demo. Or the um, fanning cunt of the year. One of the two. Wada, wada, wada. The fanboy cunt? The, um... Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We'll make an award and send it to you. PDF, not physical. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you should, you should um, Photoshop that picture of a vagina onto his face, onto his mouth, and send it to him. Like he... Sideways. <laughs> no, no, up and down. Like, just make it go really like explicit with it and send that to him. And he, he'll get the um, fanboy cunt of the year. <laughs> anyway. Um, if you want to hit us out. up on Twitter, we're at BeforeIWC. Uh, Gmail uh, email is providewc at gmail.com Facebook forward slash facebook.com forward slash providewc patreon.com forward slash providewc search before it was cool on, pod- on uh, YouTube uh, the before it was cool podcast wherever you get a podcast from um, yeah I think that's everything that's about it yeah have a good set of have good holidays, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Anyone Christmas on the non-binary great. spectrum, um, be safe, be healthy, um, look after yourselves and your family. Hope Santa spoils you, whichever um, or whatever celebration you have. I hope you get spoiled, looked after. Have a great time, and I'm glad people are going to be able to see their families for Christmas this year. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. And that uh, is Shaky J and Tom on Treads out. See you in the new year. Yeah, see you next year. See you for season two. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of awesome though. Anyway, bye guys. Bye. <laughs>